0: Welcome to Intrepid HR Radio, the voice of today's human resources professional, broadcasting live from Las Vegas and the 18th Annual HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Our Vegas coverage is made possible by Dovetail Software. Dovetail's Employment Engagement Suite is a SaaS-based human resource help desk and case management solution to manage and track real-time employee interactions with HR. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and ray Thorn. Thorne. All right. Welcome back to Intrepid HR, broadcasting direct from Las Vegas and HR Tech. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, ray Thorn. Thorne. I cannot believe we have come to the end of our morning session of our Day 2 coverage. It's been That's, a great morning. This
1: is it. We're finishing off the morning with a great guest. Very it's going to be a fun
0: conversation now. We had a good time with her last night. So, we did. <laughs> uh, so before we go there, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Dovetail Software.
1: Dovetail Software, by HR, for HR, empowering HR, We're built on three fundamental objectives. Let's provide a software, a solution that's affordable and user-friendly. Let's make where we work a great place to work for our own employees. And then let's make sure we keep up with the trends with technology and provide an evolving product for our clients that make them happy and solve problems.
0: Outstanding. Well, we're grateful to dovetail for making Intrepid HR possible. All right, let's get to our guest. We're joined now by Mary Ellen Slater. She's a CEO and digital content strategist with RepCap Media. Mary Ellen, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's great to have you. Thanks for carving out some time today. I know. Uh, had a long day yesterday, so we're grateful that you made some time to join us, uh, so thanks for being here. Before we get into our conversation, Mary Ellen, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background, and sure. then uh, tell us about RepCAP.
2: Sure. So I um, I came into this space really as a, as a traditional journalist. I was an editor and columnist for the Washington Post for many years. I wrote a career advice column. So I've been working around HR for a, a long time, um, and then I left the Post and went to Smart Brief, where I kind of turned it around instead of, like, writing for... The, the worker bees, so to speak, I started writing for the HR people and sort of looking at that problem, all well, the same problems, just from a different perspective. Um, and then four years ago, we're actually at Reddit, four years ago, I left um, that world and started a content marketing agency. And our mission is just to help companies provide great editorial branded content. So we do all those white papers and blogs and, and all that good stuff that you know you're supposed to be doing but can't possibly find the time for.
1: I cannot believe it's been four years. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in in a hotel room with you talking about this project that you were going to launch at South by Southwest <laughs> and the excitement that you felt about you starting your own company and already having a few key clients ready to to take for you to take mm-hmm. care of so tell us a little bit about what your expectations are as a content provider, a digital strategist in this space in particular, and coming to this conference. What does it mean for RepCap for you to be here at HR Tech? I know that you sponsor a great event every year that everybody eagerly
2: anticipates and wants to be a part of. Um, Tell us what it means for you to be here sure so um, HR tech companies continue to be like a really important part of our business um, we've worked in we've spent in some other areas financial services in particular but HR tech is kind of where that's where my heart is Right. Um, I love the show I feel like I come here and I, it's one of the few shows that I come to it's not really even frankly about the sessions for me it's walking around on the vendor floor and just seeing what's new like I just will walk it's up to people and it doesn't matter if they're the people who've been in the space for years the brands we all know or if it's like the new startup companies this is where everybody comes and you bring your A game and right. you walk up and you say okay guys what's new and they'll show you and then if you catch the developer at the right moment you're like no 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 what's really new what's really going on <laughs> tell us what <laughs> hasn't been released yet and you're like hey okay looking, look at mine what's my, on my <laughs> right and so this is this is where I walk away from here feeling like I really know where this industry is headed um, you know I feel like it's what I also like, about it's very collaborative. I find that the relationship among the vendors, like there's this ecosystem, and you know, I mean, of course, people are competing for business. Like you know, there's lots of like it's a very competitive landscape, but I don't find that that translates into an unpleasant environment the way that it does in some other industries. I feel like there's this nice, healthy balance of. You know, sort of the blogger, you know, press analyst folks, you know, the, the different vendors in different spaces and the practitioners, and it's just it's a really good vibe. Like every year I just I come here and I, I walk away feeling really good about what's going on.
1: I think we always feel like there's plenty of business to go around, mm-hmm. right? And and so we share business, we 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 share ideas, we talk about what's what's new, what's what's innovative, what's happening, what's changing, what needs to go away. Mm-hmm. Right? It's important to to highlight those things. When when you consider all the work that you've done with rep. And one of the very first white papers I hired out was for RepCap to write that back when back when I was with um, Broadbean, and it really made a difference for my organization when we started really producing content. So let's talk about what. What
2: the what's happening right now with content provision in the space? So our goal a lot of times is is not to come in and do like your we don't do your thinking for you okay what we what we do we find that the best clients which much like in the case when we worked with you and we've worked with some other like monster is one of our our big clients um, they're actually an early client as well so they've been with us for a long time. You go in and you work and you figure out, everybody has this, ex- this expertise, right? It's in your head. It's in your team's head. Like, you're, you're probably, if you're a successful company, you know, you're talking to customers every day, you're talking to your prospects, you know what their problems are, and you say this stuff over and over and over again. The great content, in my, in my opinion, basically comes from taking that, getting it out of that head, getting it out of that one-on-one conversation, and getting it in written form or video form or whatever the appropriate format is, and getting it out there in the world so that it can be consumed in a scalable way. So it's not that we don't do your thinking for you necessarily. We help take that thinking and unlock that for you so that you can share it with the world. And so it's really about building knowledge, you know, addressing these challenges, you know, and making sure that, that people know that what you're an expert on and like how you can help them. Right.
0: Well, see, I've run across too many organizations that don't do their own thinking. I mean,
1: I,
2: you know, I, I, we could talk. <laughs> well, for I, don't, hours. I, don't want, I don't want those clients. I, <laughs> but I, but right. I get it.
0: I mean, I, I'm in the content creation business mm-hmm. myself. I mean, we're doing it right now, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the ways I serve our customers is by helping them create content. I mean, but at the end of the day, though, you do have to do some thinking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I say the same things you just said. Oh, you talk about this stuff every day. How can't? Why can't you just commit that to paper or record it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do organizations struggle with this idea of creating content? I think most people would recognize that, oh, I know we need to do it. I know, I know, I know. But I don't have time, as you said, is a problem. They're not doing enough thinking. Why is this still such a struggle?
2: Oh, I have lots of thoughts about this. So there's like three things that I find that people tend to choke people up. Even like really smart people who know they should be doing this stuff. One of them is they way overthink it. They think right. that everything they write or everything they say has to just like overturn the universe of their industry. <laughs> and it's like, they're, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. All The, the stuff that you do every single day that you take for granted because you're an expert on this and you just don't you just assume that this is common knowledge it is not it is not common knowledge for your customers it is not common knowledge for your prospects like people are struggling with this stuff as a vendor you're in a unique position that you see what's going on inside every one of these companies you see you have the ability to see the big picture if you open your eyes and look at it but that stuff is interesting to your clients it's helpful so they overthink it the second thing um, that I find is that they write for the wrong people mm. or they they talk to the wrong people. You you guys aren't doing that, so... so You got to know who your Um, audience is and and determine that early on. You get the sense that they're writing to impress... uh, Again, it kind of ties back to that overthinking. They're writing to impress other experts. They're writing to impress the press. They're writing... It's like, no, 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 no. Keep in mind that you, the person you're writing for, like, you're running a magazine. You should just pretend like you're in charge of an online magazine or whatever. And, like, what do your prospects want to know? What do your customers need to know? Write for them. Do not write for other CEOs in your industry. Like, that's not your job. Like, don't write. You're, you're writing for your, for your people. Take care of them. Um, and then the third thing that I find really chokes people up is that they don't use the right tools. So there's this amazing thing that's happened in marketing that I just, I just love. Like, really, in the last three years, it's been transformational, is the rise of marketing automation software, where we can really know who is interacting with our content, how they're using it, and, like, what it leads to, and, like, sort of how it feeds into, like, look at what just happened with CRMs, you right. know? And all of that ties together. The problem is, one, you have to get the right tools, and you have to connect them in the right way, and you have to spend the time to make sure that they're working right. So, like, if you make all this great content, but you're not really tracking... Like, where did these leads come from? So they downloaded a white paper. I'm always amazed. People release white papers and there's, like, no tracking on them at all. And I'm like
1: they don't want Wow. Do you not want
2: leads? Do you not want to know where your leads Why come from? Why did you write it? Why you can did you have, write it? Yeah. You can tell so much about people. You're depending on having them tell you themselves. Like, you know, we always used to ask in marketing. Like, oh, well, so how did you find out about us? We don't have to ask that anymore. Like we track them. We stalk them on the internet. We know exactly what they did and where they abandoned our white paper, like on the third page. And you, can, you know, use those tools, like take, if you're going to spend them and they're expensive, right? They're worth it, but they're expensive. And it amazes me when people get those tools and they're sitting they don't use them and they don't use them and they don't take like the couple of hours even just to sit down and go okay how does this work like how do I need to have this set up like and sometimes it means bringing a consultant sometimes it means figuring out yourself getting the right person on your team you know whatever that means but like Get the right tools, set them up correctly, and use that data because it is there for the just for you to, to analyze. Like, take, use what you got; it's right in front of you. Mm, <laughs> anyway, mm, sorry, mm. i like I could talk all day about that. So, we could, we could.
0: All right, but Mary Ellen, Ryan, and I have to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Intrepid HR Radio is brought to you by Dovetail Software making real-time employee engagement a reality for today's busy HR department. Learn more at dovetailsoftware.com. That's dovetailsoftware.com. And now back to our live coverage from HR Tech, the conference for today's talent management professional. Here's Todd and Rayanne. All right, and we're back with Mary Ellen Slater, a CEO and digital content strategist with RepCap Media.
1: I, I love talking about marketing because I'm, I'm like you, have been doing it for a while, but I really thrive on doing something new, doing something different, not doing the same old thing, not relying on what we did last year, you know, finding something new. So what responsibility does marketing have when we talk about improvement to the HR tech industry? Do do we have to be involved? Should we be involved? Should we be listening to our... our dev workers back home, you know, our our techies that are actually in the trenches doing the work so that we can translate it. What's the best place for marketing to live within an HR tech company?
2: Mm, I mean, and ideally, it's right there, you know, when the decisions are being made, um, you know, they're talking, they know what's going on with the customers, like, I, I really believe in, in a very collaborative approach to this, so they should be talking to sales, you know, they should be talking to the devs, like, that should be all part of that, marketing should not be an afterthought, you should not go build a product, and like, no matter how awesome you might think it is, and then wait until the end to show up to marketing and say, hey, so you, how do you, what do you want to do this, like, what, what, push color, it out. what color should our logo be, you know, it's like, marketing <laughs> is not your logo, okay, marketing and branding is your your promise to your customers and how you fulfill that promise, I love that. and and so content can play a role in that, and like how you educate them, but like all the traditional stuff that we think about, like the logo and the colors, right. and all that. But all of that ultimately, it's about what what are we promising them, and yeah. how are we going to deliver it? That's all marketing is. That's it. It's very frustrating when you when you work in marketing and, and have somebody
1: that you work with say to you you don't get to talk to the techies. This has happened to me a couple of times. I don't want you involved with the tech department. You're too confrontational because I wanted to know you? what they were doing. I want to know what they're doing. Me, Yeah. How, I don't know how anybody got that. But you're, but you're causing a conflict in these conversations. Well, I, I'm just asking questions. What do you think the customers are going to That's a conflict like they do? need to be feeling. That's right. Like, and they
2: need to feel it from you as opposed to That's once right. it gets out into the world. Like, you know, more of that, those conversations need to happen early on. Like, again, and that promise, that needs to be coming from all the way from the top. Like, you know, as the CEO, you make that promise. Like, whether you, it's you, you know, you embody that promise, right? Right. And so when you need everybody that touches a customer to also embody that promise. And, and it covers all kinds of things. It covers the things that we think of as traditional marketing. Oh, look at this flyer we made, or we got this postcard, and look at our booth. It's like, okay, all that is part of the promise. But you know what else is how you the tone of your emails, you know, how you answer the phone when people call. You know, do you quickly answer? Do you do you know how to go get the answer to their questions? Do you treat it respectfully? You know, all of that. All of that is marketing. To know when not to send an email. Yep. I mean, well, this, that sort of restrained. Oh, my gosh. That, that's the thing that's killing me right now. It all it's matters. Messed. It all matters. Like, and I would really hope that in the, the companies, if you look around here and you look at, like, the companies that have been really successful... Marketing is not treated like an afterthought. Marketing is front and center in the strategy for the company. Right.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Mary Ellen, uh, when I hear that you're a content strategist, I I know exactly how your mind operates. So you'll walk around this hall, and you'll say, that would be a cool video. That would be a great thing to write about. Mm -hmm. That would be a cool piece of content. And you just come up with this long list. Mm -hmm. And that's how I operate, too, I imagine, and that's how you do it, too. So knowing that, knowing that you've been spending a couple days wandering through this great chamber, what are some of the things that are interesting What are some of the trends that you've seen that we're talking about? What are some of the cool things that you think will be the key subjects of discussion here at HR Tech?
2: Well, unfortunately, I don't really been here for a couple of hours, but I will say, I will say the things that have jumped out at me so far is that I do think there is a shift towards marketing as being helpful as opposed to marketing as an act of intrusion. And I think Love that, I think that yeah. content is part of that. Like you'll see, I've seen some little handouts, some little booklets, and they're they're really focused on here's your challenge, here's how, you know, we're going to help you address it. A little, I think that this conference is moving away, I think in a good good way from we've got this new tech and it's got these new features, you know. And more toward like, hey, we we are listening to your problems and we came up with a way, we think this will help solve your problems. And if it doesn't, tell us what's wrong. Like, I do think there's an openness. Um, I think, especially with the startups, like I, I love the the energy over at the startup pavilion. Yeah, like, if it. you haven't come through there, go through and, and see it. I feel like that's one of the things that like Steve Bows has added we in the last few years. Thing, yeah, that was and my favorite cool. thing last year. And I mean, these these are these guys and gals are building these companies like you know on the fly, like and they're super responsive. And so I think one of the other things is I feel like the pressure of that and the presence of those companies is changing the dynamic even at our at our biggest companies. And I feel like they are also feeling like they need to if not actually be nimble, at least feel more nimble, you know, like, and I I think they're trying. I think in many cases they're genuinely like, okay, we can't, we can't rest on our laurels here. Like Mm -hmm. these guys are nipping at our heels. They're, they're they're coming up with new ways to like, we could, you know, we might lose customers to this. Like, how do we also have these kind of features? So
1: if somebody came to you and said, Mary Ellen, I need your advice. I'm going to start a digital content company and expose myself to the HR tech industry, what would be the first piece of advice you would you would give them?
2: I think the first thing I would tell them, and I don't know how helpful this is because it's like doing this took me years, right? Um, get to know the industry first and start with the practitioners, okay? So, like, I think it's really easy if you come in here and you think, well, I'm, I need the vendors or my target, okay? Well, no, not really. I mean, yeah, you, at the end, the vendors need your help understanding the buyers, like the practitioners. So, at the end, all of what we're all trying to do is get the right tools in the hands of the people who need them to do their job, right? And so that they recognize that is what I need, that's the problem I have, and that's who will solve it for me. And like make sure that gets communicated cleanly and clearly. So go hang out with the practitioners. Like I feel like for me, the best thing that ever happened to me was the fact that I had to work as a journalist writing about HR professionals. Like they were my target. Like I wasn't here to cover the vendors. I was that was about serving them. Start with them because they're the hub, like they're the, they're the center of all of this. I think that's where some of the magic happens with these tech companies too. When I talked about this
1: with the, with George earlier about George Larock earlier about hiring HR practitioners to work within your tech company mm-hmm. and really listen to their past experiences and, and under understand exactly what is needed by the by the practitioner.
2: I mean, one of the things that I have marveled at is how many companies there are in our um, industry. There's some some of the upstarts that have come in from totally from the outside. And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to start a company that does this, and it's like they've never bothered. I feel like they've never bothered to talk to an actual HR person. <laughs> I feel like they are—they're reinventing the wheel in many cases. And it's like if you are thinking about—this is a little slightly different question—but if you're thinking about starting an HR tech company, just before you write the first like line of code, like get your ass in here. Yeah. And do nothing else but walk around and look at every single one of these companies and ask yourself, am I actually doing something that has not been done in here before? Because I find a lot of times these like coder types like don't realize it. <laughs> there are like six of these companies already. Right. right.
1: You're not gonna uh, yeah. you're not gonna launch well here. No, I'm not
2: yeah.
0: gonna. All right. Well Mary Ellen, unfortunately we are out of time. So before we let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions and where can they learn more about the important work being done at RepCap Media?
2: Sure, so we are we are obviously all over all over the interwebs um, with our content. So so, and we just put out a new white paper that's like a guide to becoming a, your own content marketing engine, building it yourself. So come check us out on RepCapitalMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RepCapital.
0: All right. Mary Ellen Slater, the CEO and digital content strategist with RepCap Media. Mary Ellen, great to have you. Thanks for stopping by. And thanks again for last night. We had a good time, Mm -hmm. I think. At your
2: party. At my party. (laughs) At your party.
0: That's all the time we have for now. On behalf of my co-host, Rayanne Thorne, our sponsor Dovetail Software, and all who make this show possible, I'm Todd Schnick. Intrepid HR's coverage from HR Tech. We'll be right back.